Welcome back to your favorite fan-made podcast for the Coyotes. We are introducing Season 2 with the official start of this episode. Uh, I like to say whenever the players hit the ice with the practice thing, we kind of make that the new season. So this is it, boys. And I just want to thank everyone who listened from Episode 1. This is your first episode uh, who have just, you know, been with us this whole time. It's been a great day. I think I speak for all the boys when this is probably our favorite uh, day of the week. So with all that... Boyce, Steadhead Grandy, my main man Chase, and Haynes, who hasn't a nickname yet. I'll get you one. How are we doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Been on vacation this past week, so it's been a nice week of recouping and relaxing. Doing a lot of reading, studying for this upcoming season. Um, Been reading a lot about the prospects upcoming for the draft to be able to talk about those on this pod. So, been just chipping away at it, getting ready for this. Rough on ice season. What about you, boys? Chase. Yeah, man, just uh, hanging out. Uh, you know, doing life, hanging with the kids, hanging with the wife. Um, just waiting for a season to start. Obviously, excited to get things rolling. Um, you know, the sooner that we get there and get through this stuff and all that good jazz, is the sooner that uh, you know we'll be. Um, where we want to be, I think. So um, just excited to get everything rocking and rolling. And uh, even though it's, it's going to be rough for a little bit, I'm still excited to watch Coyotes hockey. How about you, Haynes? I've been good, you know, uh, just working, you know, trying to get this article out that I promised last week. I've been a little behind on schedule. I've been busy, but, you know, just trying to still just move along, you know, find a lot of time during the day. The day moves without me, whether I'm, in the present state of it or not. So, you know, I'm just trying to keep up with it, you know, but hopefully I'll have out my article in the next few days and all that, but I, I've been good. Otherwise I hope the, well, I hope the same for all of y'all as well. I've been doing well uh, outside of working a lot. My new job, I did finally pick up a car. Never bought one from a dealer before. So that was an experience. And uh, I guess I declared war in an entire country last podcast, but Hey, you know, all things are good. All things are good. But in the, uh, Week that we kind of were waiting for news to hit, PHNX. I thought it was Phoenix Sports, I guess it's PHNX. Whoops. Uh, launched. Uh, it's a kind of a competition, I guess, to Arizona Sports, the radio station slash website. Um, so far, I like it. I think it's a great, great idea. I think it kind of modernizes Arizona Sports coverage. Uh, but, boys, have you guys got a chance to check that out yet? I know Grandy has. I've seen you on the. Uh, the Discord chat, but what are the rest of you boys? What do we uh what do we think so far? Just some initial thoughts here before we kind of get into it. I think it's a good idea, man. Um I've been busy lately, so past couple of days I haven't gotten a chance to dive into it or you know get my subscription in, but I fully plan on doing it. Um I did see like the the shirts for signing up. The Yotes one is fantastic. Um I like the fact that they have a Discord. Um and can't wait to hop into that and, you know, kind of chime in and, you know, see what the uh, temperature is around, um, you know, the fan base um, and, and stuff like that that's represented on that website or by that company, I should say. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's uh, great, you know, ex- can never have enough exposure or enough outlets. So um, I, th- I think it's a good thing overall and we'll see where it goes from here. But uh you know, from what I've heard from you guys, it, it seems like a pretty good deal and a uh, cool, cool place to, you know, hang out and interact in that Discord. So 
I'll rely on you guys to kind of take it away a little bit more in depth um, in this one since I haven't had a chance to jump in. But from what you guys, I lost Chase on my end. Still there? Yeah. Looks like he muted himself there a little too early, but it's okay. You there, Chase? One of the problems having a virtual studio sometimes, unfortunately. Uh, so while he's trying to get that all back, uh, Haynes, you uh, have much on the uh, PHNX? I, uh, you know, like Chase, I haven't been able to look up into uh, look into the PHNX as much yet. Um, I'm definitely interested in you know doing a little bit more look into it, maybe even subscribe. Uh, the shirts, like Chase is saying, the Kai's one looks fantastic. I definitely will have to subscribe not only for the content but also for that shirt. But uh, I haven't been able to look into it much. Uh, it from what I've seen though, it looks insane. I mean, the amount of top tier riders in the state they brought in to be on this i mean it's just i mean they definitely are rivaling for arizona sports right here and i mean from the looks of it they haven't beat in my opinion but you know i think they have a, a great staff that they brought in you know i'm i definitely have to look more into it but i'm I'm excited i definitely have to read into it a little bit more but I, I honestly know that you guys are a little bit more in the know of it so i'm definitely excited to hear a little bit more about it and all that yeah, I think I kind of alluded to, I think my favorite part of it, honestly, is that uh, they're kind of, I don't know if say this out, sound like some uh, boomer, I guess, but I like how they're they're using Discord, and they're kind of using the YouTube route, and the way they're producing content kind of seems like it, they're definitely trying to reach our age, a bit younger demographic, which I think is the, the prime one to hit, uh, you know, because we were all young when the Coyotes were formed, and the D-backs, and all that, so we pretty much all group as fans for the most part that you're not saying that other people don't enjoy because i'm sure there are especially with the use of discord they're definitely hitting a younger audience which i think is ultimately uh pretty awesome well there we go chase is jumping in and out here hopefully we get him back uh grandy closing thoughts um honestly i've loved it so far if you were uh, a member of arizona coyotes insider check your inboxes they actually have a special deal for you i won't get into what it actually is but I would recommend you check it whether or not you've signed up already. Um, but yeah, I've ordered my sh- free shirt already for signing up for the year-long membership. Got They have an awesome-looking Coyotes one that I am extremely excited to have. You get the typical Craig Morgan greatness along with typical Steve Peters greatness. And all the other sports essentially come for free then on top of that. That's just, it's an awesome deal. Um, especially if you, like me, follow all the Arizona teams and follow them from out of state. It can get tough. It's easier than it used to be, but it can get tough following them from out of state. Um, but the near-daily shows and podcasts is awesome. The video format, great. Um, today they had Steve Peters on with the dnvr guy for the avalanche talking about darcy kemper and his impact and that's just that's awesome i love to see stuff like that overall i just think it's a great thing and i'm excited to be on the ground floor of it and watch it build forward the discord been discord's been a (laughs) bit of a mess yeah a little bit but Overall, it's more fun than it is otherwise, because Good idea. you're just Dude. talking Coyotes hockey with other Coyotes fans. So maybe Max should have uh, maybe 
what's it called? Then a uh, trademark on that. Could have made some money off that, making group chats like that. Godfather Arizona Sports is already on it, but. Um, but yeah, that's really all I have to say about it. I re- recommend signing up. 60 bucks a year. Or uh, I can't remember the month price off the top of my head. I signed up for the year, so I just know that one more. And it's, like I said, it's a great value, honestly, all things considered. So i say so. And I love that they actually did, I, I know, like I said, I mostly follow like the D-backs, um, Coyotes, and ASU, kind of the tightest of the Arizona Sportline Cardinals now, uh, back again a couple years ago. But um, seeing even Derek Montilla, him being part of it, I was really excited for that. It's one of my favorite parts of the Ain't No Fang podcast, so I definitely followed that one. And the Cardinals stuff, I don't really know much about one of the guys, I can't remember his name. But anywho, really good service. And that Coyote shirt is really sick. I'm definitely uh, picking that one as well. And the uh, I like the the black shirt with like the THNX with the flag, the logo. I, I that's just man. I might pick up a couple of them. But along with uh, other new shows here, before I ramble on, uh, Haynes, I think you have something for us. I do. Um, for all my fellow readers out there that. My work on the Hockey Riders, where I covered the Coyotes, me and a writer off of our Coyotes team that writes as well and covers for the Coyotes, his name is Patrick Brown. Some of y'all may have seen some of his articles under the Coyotes page on the Hockey Riders. Him and me, uh, starting next Wednesday, we'll be doing a Coyotes uh, YouTube show. It's going to be called Howlers and Growlers. We will be talking Coyotes news and talking and drinking local beers so that will be really fun i'm looking forward to that there'll definitely be a lot of shout outs for the chirping yards podcast so y'all definitely tune in for that next wednesday 9 p.m uh eastern time so y'all tune in that's gonna be really exciting and i'm really excited and looking forward to doing this show as well so uh definitely y'all if y'all have the free time tune in not it'll definitely be on youtube next day or so as well, so y'all definitely check out that and, you know, check that out next week. And that was our sponsor for this week, Howlers and Growlers. Your check's in the, uh, or your bill's in the mail, Haynes, I got you. Don't worry, I found your address. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, I guess we have more Arizona-related news announcements. TNT gave us their uh, cast, and I, a couple notable names, just obviously just a couple more, but uh, Rick Tarkett, former Coyotes coach, as we all know, uh, Wayne Gretzky, who was, I, I guess, another former uh, Coyotes coach, and Paul Bizanet. I think that's a great trio. Um, are part of their, I think it's going to be, is that the, that's their hockey, kind of like their, what do you call that, inside the NBA, right? Like they're equivalent to it, right? So what do you, uh, what do you guys think of that uh, lineup? I think, I think it's great. And I know one thing that Tockett mentioned offhand he kind of expects Charles Barkley to show up to a couple of these. Doesn't know how often, doesn't know. It might have been Wayne Gretzky that mentioned it offhand. But I know I read someone, one of these two guys had mentioned it, that sounds like Charles Barkley will be a part of a few of these too. So, I mean, it's just going to be good, fun. Irregardless of what your thoughts are on talking as a coach, that's a whole other subject. The guy is hockey smart and he's got a great personality he'll be fun to listen to he'll be perfect for that show i'm looking forward to um and it's going to be nice to see what gretzky is like personality wise away from the rink then of course i mean does biz nasty needs no introduction he's 
custom made for that position. We talked about it back when we had our dream cast for this. I think he was on all four of ours because he's just, he's perfect for it. Actually, I think I had Gretzky too, come to think of it. Actually, yeah, but to say, yeah, I'm pretty sure you did, actually. I'm about 95% well, sure. I can't tell two, two of them. Yeah, two out of the four. That's not bad. Um, did you say talk at two, actually? No. No. I don't know. I For some reason, are. I'm thinking, you, I don't know. Maybe I'm just. You're oh, thinking that because I have Ronick, I think. I okay, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was. I can't remember who my fourth was, though. So um, I don't either. But yeah, it's it's a good lineup. Hopefully they do what the inside the NBA does though, and it just let them let their personalities fly. I I know that program was super uh, successful. Well, it's obviously inspired this. I hope they do the same thing. Hope let let Paul Bizanet and Rick Talkett just do their thing. You know, no, I mean obviously you have to have some as TV, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, just let their personalities fly, but. You do need some breakdown of the game too, and that's why, like, he's the least appreciated member of the of the inside the NBA. But that's why Kenny Smith there is. That's what he's good at. So, um, I just think we're. I think it's a good crew, and I I can't remember the fourth guy off the top of my head. And of course, I didn't write that on my notes. So, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I probably should. I guess I was just focusing on the Coyotes. Uh... Let's see. I can see if I can Google it real quick while but, we're on. But yeah, I but. remember thinking it was another good name. Um, Haynes, you got any uh, thoughts? Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think they have a great lineup. I think, uh, you know, like you guys were saying, I think talk brings a lot of hockey smarts to the uh, to TNT, and you know, Gretzky, honestly synonymous with the game is you know he's the guy anybody knows who Gretzky is if you've ever seen a hockey game in your life or ever been a hockey fan you know who Gretzky is so Gretzky's a great guy to bring on to here and Biz Nasty's a great guy to bring in just because he wasn't you know the wasn't a Gretzky in hockey you know he wasn't a Crosby you know he wasn't a coach like talk or you know like these other guys but He's such a fun personality to have around. He says it's on his mind. You know, he's not afraid to say something someone's not going to like. He, he's just, he's the perfect person to have with these two guys because Talk and Gretz can both be very, you know, serious, straightforward guys when they want to be. And I think Biz just brings such a goofy and funny and fun personality to the mix of this guy, these lineup right here. So I, I think having him on, and he was that third person, was a great great ad for TNT and you know it's gonna be really exciting to see these three guys work I think it's gonna be a great thing it's gonna be like the NBA like y'all were saying so you know I'm I'm really excited to see what these guys do working all together and I think you got the perfect trio of people working right now it's actually a fourth and it's Anson Carter is the other analyst uh with uh host Leah McHugh Kenny Albert and Brendan Burke doing the play-by-play I remember I had looked it up. I know I looked up those names. I can't remember anything I looked up off the top of my head. I should have written this in notes. This is my bad, guys. Um, no, I should have too, to be honest. It's all kind of on all of us here. So, But I do remember when I looked it up, I'm like, oh, these guys seem legit. These guys seem like they're good hires too. So I am very excited. I Overall, I am very excited for this direction. As somebody who's out of market, not having to pay extra money for the NHL package 
is huge. Getting that with my ESPN Plus is just awesome. So, but that's just another that's again another topic. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, just, the ESPN, ESPN Plus is great. ESPN bundle combined, and it's just, I think it's great. I think it's going to help grow the game immensely. I agree. It's great. Yeah, and then like with the PHNX, I mean, it's been a good time to be a sports fan right now, and. Don't the Coyotes have what is it like eleven national broadcast games this year? Which I'm I'm glad, but I'm also like, oh, we're rebuilding. But still, good we have the exposure. Real glad about that. Next, see, so it looks like Chase will be out. Uh, still trying to get things working on his end. Hope you all still sound okay. Um, but next on the list we have some front office announcements. We have John Ferguson as our assistant general manager. And Mario Duhamel, I hope I pronounced that right. I hope it's not Mario, maybe B, uh, as our assistant coach. Um, to be honest, I don't know an awful lot. I know that they seem to be good hires based on the Twitter reaction. So, uh, Steadhead Granny, if you got something for us, would you go ahead and enlighten us if you got something? Or Haynes as well, either one of you. So, okay, so there's two sides to the John Ferguson t- coin. Side one is the one everybody keeps bringing up, the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was a bad GM there. I believe he was the one who traded Andrew, or uh, Tuka Rask for Andrew Raycraft. And, well, we know how well Tuka Rask's worked out for the Bruins. But then there's other bad decisions he made as a GM, too. His, his tenure as a GM wasn't that great. Back to John Ferguson, where he excelled was the last four years as the Boston Bruins director of player personnel and helping with the Providence Bruins, which is what he's going to be doing here. We don't need him to make calls. We need an experienced hand with... I'm popping back on Wi-Fi, so Tyler cut this out too. Did you get... Already heading. Okay, gotcha. cool. Um, and that's what we need. We need an experienced hand with... Uh, we need an experienced hand with GMBA. That's all we need. I'm okay with the hire. I like it. It's not up there with his hire of the Colorado Avalanche scout, where I'm excited about it, but there's nothing wrong with it. There's He comes in highly renowned for what he's done as director of player personnel. Uh, Haynes, you got any comments? Uh you know, I don't have much to add to the Ferguson uh, hiring. I think, you know, we saw, you know, kind of his tenure in Toronto and how poorly that went, you know, but he was able to really turn himself around in Boston, you know, and helping out with, you know, player development for the Providence Bruins. So, you know, I'm excited to see him hopefully bring what he learned in Boston over here to Arizona with Tucson. So, you know, I'm really excited for that. And then, you know, I'm really excited for the assistant uh, head coach hiring and signing and uh, Mario Duhamel, if I pronounced that right. Sorry if I did not. Um, I'm really excited to see him come in as an assistant. You know, we knew a new staff was going to come in with a new head coach. So, you know, I'm excited to see him come in, see what he can do. And But, you know, I'm, I'm pleased with both. You know, like you said, Grandy, I was – most excited with bringing in the uh, scout from the Avalanche, but you know, I think Ferguson's gonna do well in what he learned in Boston and bringing that to Arizona. And I think the assistant head coach hire is, you know, he's gonna work work well with with our head coach. I think he's honestly wouldn't have been hired unless you know 
he felt comfortable and knowing who he was bringing in. So I think these are both really good hires that, you know, will hopefully pay dividends off in the long end or the long run. I trust GMBA. If he thinks he's the right guy, I haven't seen him take a wrong step as far as I can tell. So I know a lot of this will be kind of be one of those later down the road things. Hopefully hockey guy doesn't make a bad video about this. So that's what I'll be hoping for. Uh, so in some other news, Looks like we got a Hockeyville game in El Paso on uh, the 3rd of October. Uh, those, do we get special jerseys for that or no? That's just the outdoor games, right? Or what is, no, right? Am I wrong? No, so what, what Hockeyville is, is it's to promote essentially a town in an area's hockey or youth hockey. It's to promote its high school, its youth hockey, etc. Um, so they'll play in that area's local stadium, normal jerseys, normal all of that. It's usually a day of festivities for the town itself. Um, it's a big deal for El Paso. It's not really going to affect us that much. So it's a bigger deal for the stars than us. It's just nice we get to be in it. Um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad about that for sure. Any exposure to us is good. If I'm not wrong, doesn't uh, El Paso, I'm pretty sure the winning towns in the Hockeyville, Craft Hockeyville games, don't they get a substantial oh, yeah. amount of money to help renovate local rinks and arenas around the area? Yeah, yeah so, I think they you know, get there's something like that. Yeah, so, you know, that's that's great for El Paso, too. Like I said, you know, it doesn't really help out Arizona, but that's, that's great for El Paso. I mean, I'm all for helping grow the game everywhere. Well, I mean, if the yeah, El Paso yeah. people like the Coyotes, they – Go to the, you know, I mean, they might pick the Coyotes. You never know. Someone might see that really yeah. cool Kachina and be like, "Hey, that's my team." So I'm down to take some fans out of the Dallas's uh, territory. I'll gladly take that. El Paso game. Our thoughts on that. But now I wanted to go ahead and let's get some hype in here. Um, I can start out if you boys want me to. Uh, but I was excited to talk about this part. The our favorite prospect as of right now. I know we kind of know Grandies, but I think you said you're going to change yours up a little bit. Uh, so Haynes, let's start with you actually. Tell me your favorite prospect as of right now, whatever reason it may be. It doesn't matter if you just like their last name, whatever. Tell me who you like and why you like it, Haynes. Four is yours. Um, you know, there's a couple on this list I can name off. You know, Dylan, Gunther, you know, Victor Soderstrom, Barrett Hayton. I mean, you, Josh Doan, honestly, local favorite for everybody. You know, having our Doan in the league. And this might be one y'all say, and I hope if it is. I'm sorry if it is. Um, Liam Kirk, I would say, would be my favorite. I think I was, was really mine. worried when the team – I am sorry. I can switch okay. if you like me to. No, no, no. No. Carry uh, on. Um, I really was worried last year when the team had, had talks about potentially letting Kirk talk to other teams about potential trade or signing elsewhere. And I was happy the Coyotes got uh, serious and locked him down for three years. I think Kirk showed at the World Championships that he's – uh, an exceptionally good player. He can move the puck. He can shoot. He can make plays. And, you know, I really admire that about his game. You know, honestly, there's the hype around him, you know, being first British-born and trained, raised player, you know, to be drafted. You know, that's that's huge for him and all that. And, you know, that's honestly big for the Coyotes to have a guy like that. But at the same time, I just think he has a really well-rounded game. And I think he brings a lot to the team. And, you know, he looked really good in the prospect little scrimmage and – you know, he looked good in the last year or so that he's been playing. He looked really good at World Championships, like I said. So, you know, I think he's a guy who, you know, who's really worked on his game. He can shoot. He can pass. He can make the plays, you know, move the puck real well. So, um, 
I, I'm excited to see him. I'm hoping that maybe he gets a shot this year. If not, I definitely want to see him get m- major minutes down Tucson. Yeah, that's uh, as I was going to say, uh, Liam Kirk, for similar reasons, but I have an extra reason. Actually, two extra reasons that you didn't cover. Uh, so I'll still be pretty fresh. Um, so in addition to what you said, you know, his leadership capabilities, his skill on ice, uh, I like that he's from a small market. I think it's just awesome that we have a kid from Great Britain playing ice hockey. I think even, I think the Coyotes as a whole are kind of that, we're not a traditional hockey market by any means. Look at the Kachina logo. Look at the way we just have kind of been. Uh, we, we scream non-traditional market, and I love that. I think that's one of my favorite things about us. And two, it's going to be obvious. You guys are probably going to roll your eyes, but he's a Chelsea fan, especially Didier Drogba. I mean, that was he was a pivotal player in Chelsea's 2012 run. Actually, he won the Champions League for us. Uh, kind of like the Super Bowl, I guess, uh, for you non-European football fans out there. But, um, yeah, he's definitely my favorite. Um, if they sell, and I'm pretty sure they do, uh, player jerseys for Tucson, I will definitely pick up a Kirk. And when he joins the Coyotes, I'll definitely probably pick one up of his. It would take a lot for me not to be. I'm, I'm pretty hyped about him. Um, he's definitely my favorite. Besides Doan, and Gunther obviously makes me excited. I mean, I, the more I hear about this kid being just this super great snag, um, and also Soderstrom. Really excited to see him, too. Almost said Soderbergh. But, um, Grady, what you got for us? So I'm going to go off left field. I'm going to go off a guy that's probably not going to be mentioned in our top 15, maybe not even our top 20 prospects. I am in love with this kid, and for a long shot, I think he's going to make the league. His name is Mannix Landry. He was our fifth-round pick of this last Plays defense with he's only five foot eleven. Plays defense like he's six foot four. Just is on the puck all the time. Will do whatever it takes to separate you from it. Just hounds you, and then has an incredibly smart offensive game. We may need to, or uh, we may need. He may need to up his offense a bit. Sorry, boys. Um, He may need to up his offense a bit for him to stick in the NHL. But overall, I just, I love his game. He screams that third, fourth line agitator, defensive specialist, face-off specialist. Uh, Yeah. Just a bad choice. But if you could, Professor Granny, grab your lab coat for me and uh, tell me, what was the moment that you fell in love with this prospect, if you don't mind telling me? The moment we drafted him. Oh, uh, that's soon. Were, love at first sight. Yeah, we were talking about, we were all talking about it as a group, and I'm like, Mannix Landry, I've never heard of this kid. So I started a little bit of research, a little bit of digging, and every little piece I found on him. I was just head over heels even more. I doubt he'll ever be a top six player. I'm not saying to expect him to come in and be a 40-point guy even. I'm saying maybe 20 points a season, 25 points a season, third, fourth line, defensive stud. Um, If he adds more to his offensive game, that's great, but he'll be a bottom six player. I just think he's got what it takes to make it as a bottom six player. Never know. Could surprise you. Could be the next captain. I guess you never really know with prospects, right? 
one one guy I've heard him compared to is a little bit smaller, Brandon Tanev. Just okay. a guy who plays with that intensity and that fire and that heart. So, That's your guy, huh? It's no longer yeah, the Yen Yannick fan club. It's the Landry fan club. Well, Yen Yannick is still one. Actually, I would say Dylan Gunther is one. Yen Yannick is two. Mannix is three, but Dylan Gunther is going to get all kinds of praise. And when we talk about the prospect pool party later today, I'm going to heap some on him. And good. I've talked at length about Yan Yannick, so I thought I would take a new name out of the hats and talk about him a bit. All right. One yeah. That's not a lot of people are going to touch on. So it makes me sad. I thought the prospect pool party, because I mean, I hear about prospects, I follow Twitter accounts, but I mean, getting to hear him in the prospect pool party, not only just to, uh, you know, talk about our favorite segment, but I, I don't know, generally love the prospect pool party. But before we get on to that, I have some quick news just to kind of get us all cut up. You're trying to cover more ASU, but unfortunately, not a lot of news out of that front yet. Uh, they start playing uh, the first game October 2nd against uh, UMass Lowell. I've, yeah, pretty good game. And the Kachinas just got their jerseys made from behind the mask. Um, they look great. Uh, look, check them out on Twitter. They are gorgeous. They are absolutely, and that's another local uh, brand trying to grow and fantastic work that they do. Um, so, boys, before we get into the prospect pool party and my question of the week, I have a quick question for you. Do you have any hockey traditions? And that's, uh, let's say, from watching at home and going to the games. What uh, you guys have anything, or are you just kind of hanging, just getting a beer and nachos? What's uh, what you got? I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think I really have any pregame <laughs> traditions in terms of watching hockey. Um. I would definitely say I have some pregame traditions before playing hockey. I always write before hockey games, always write my girlfriend's initials and a heart. And then our anniversary date on the knob of my stick, it's always something I do. And then I write a cross as well on one end of the, um, one side of the knob of the stick. So I would say that's probably like the one pregame thing I do. And then I'm just always, I have a certain routine of how I put everything on getting ready before games. I always, stop and listen to a little bit of music before I get the last bit of my gear on. So, you know, I have a few things I've picked up over the years doing that I wouldn't necessarily say are traditions, but they're, like, just pregame things that, like, I mean, the stick is a, is a tradition, but, like, I would say the rest is just, like, natural pregame nature just to do. But, I mean, I wouldn't say I really have anything prior to games. Maybe usually just to have, like, a beer with me just in case it, it, it gets ugly that way. I can just not remember the night, but I wouldn't. Other than that, I wouldn't say I didn't really have any uh, traditions or anything. Yeah, so I had a uh, when I lived in Arizona, and we've I've kept this going up in Minnesota on my way to the arena because yes, I still go watch the Coyotes whenever they are in town up here. Um, but on the way down to the arena, I would always stop at Chipotle, order a barbacoa beef, brown rice, black bean burrito with guac. Never would change, or never would change the ingredients. I don't know why, because we always lost when it went down there. But it's just it's always been my pregame tradition going down to the arena. At home, I don't really have a tradition. Oh, yeah, it's really yeah. There's no tradition at home, but yeah, the Chipotle thing is the closest thing I have. To a pregame tradition for hockey. Okay. Not bad. I like 
Haynes, you're just really sweet. I, I like that. That's, that's that was a good one. Uh, the only one I kind of have when I I guess I played calls across. I would always watch Goon before games. I don't know why. We just me and my uh, little buddy. We just that was our tradition every week before a game. That's what we did. Uh, but as for the Coyotes hockey, uh, when I visit Arizona, hopefully moving back there soon, um, I would try and buy a new article, something new hat, shirt, whatever it is, because I only going to visit a couple times a year. Um, but when I'm going to games. I definitely wear a jersey. I don't really have anything outside of that. But like at home, I have a couple of like those collector's cups, you know, the ones you get like the big soda in or whatever. I'll usually get one of those or my giant little Viking beer horn and fill it with beer or. My sister makes really good sweet tea sometimes, so whenever she's over, I'll have some of that or whatever drink I'm having. Usually use uh, the Coyote's 20th anniversary cup or my D-backs ones, which might be cursed. I'm not sure. But that's really all I got. Nothing too crazy. I usually wear like a shirt for game day, too. I try and wear a Coyote's shirt or something. Change my Apple Watch screen to a Coyote or something just to, I don't know. That's really all I got. So, Professor Grandy, if you're in the building. Are you ready, sir, for your first? Ready to open the pool, even though it's uh, what September. Open the pool for the prospect pool party. Are you ready for the first one of the season? Yes, I am. Right, floor oh. is yours, sir. Have at it. So, as this is the first podcast of the new season, and this is not something we're going to have time to cover in our season preview podcast, I figured I would do my personal top ten rankings of Coyotes prospects. This is my personal rankings. I'm not going off of any list. I'm not going off of... I've watched most of these guys play. And then the ones that I haven't, I go off of what I've read off of them. Plain and simple, that's how I use to rank these. Um, so going forward, number one, Dylan Gunther. This kid seems legit. Um. I watched one game of his last year. He always stuck out to me, just always. Every time he was on the ice, always stuck out to me. <clears throat> and then to back that up, Corey Pronman just raves about him. To put it in perspective, he had Dylan Gunther as one of the 25 top players under the age of 23 in the NHL. That's a huge honor. Um, and then he compared him to a prospect in next draft named Marashenko, who's considered to be the second overall pick. And he compared him very favorably to that. So this kid that we got ninth in this year's draft, which was a relatively weak draft, Corey Pronman, one of the best prospect guys out there, Compared very favorably to a guy that's supposed to go second overall in a great draft. That's unreal to think about. He's the real deal, man. It's just, it's, I can't gush enough about him. I could go on and on with this. It's His shot is legit. His playmaking is extremely underrated. So much so that according to Craig Morgan, who talked to the Oil Kings coach, he's going to be playing center this year. It's just, he's legit. That's all I can say about it. I am so excited for him. Now from there, we have what I would call a tear break. When someone's ranking prospects, I think the most important thing to look at isn't necessarily the exact ranking of them, but the tiers. Tiers matters far more, in my opinion, than the actual ranking of prospects. 
But uh, the first player or second second player, first player of tier two, is Barrett Hayton. We've all talked ad nauseum about Barrett Hayton. I know he's disappointed most Coyotes fans. This kid's still going to be good. I would bet most of my life savings on the fact that he's going to be a middle six center. I don't know if, or at least a middle six center. His um, offensive game may not be to the point where he can sustain a line offensively, but we just talked at length about a winger that can. If he's playing with a winger like Dylan Gunther or like Clayton Keller who can sustain a line offensively, he can finish. I think he'll be a better version of what Christian Dvorak brought this team. So I think he's locked in for the second line center role going forward. Then third overall, second to this tier, would be Victor Soderstrom. Very smart, very mature, very offensively forward. Needs to work on his strength, needs to work on his defensive game, but at worst, you're talking about a guy who's going to be a third-pairing offensive and power play specialist. That's nothing to sneeze at. And that's, again, at worst. At his best, he could be a top-pairing guy along the lines of Eric Carlson. Maybe not to the same peak Eric Carlson was, but I think you catch my drift with that. And then here, I think we have another tier break to the next batch of prospects. And I'm going to stop listing them in order of the tier, or I'm just going to get really confused at this point. So we have fourth overall as Yan Yannick. Again, this is a kid I've gushed over a lot. As most of you know, he's my personal favorite prospect since essentially we've drafted him. He plays a Strong big man's game, goes hard to the net, competes hard, never quits. Essentially, everything I said about Mannix Landry, except with a lot of offensive capabilities, in the size to go along with it. He needs to work on his defensive game, and he really needs to add strength. Like I said, some of his biggest strengths is his ability to drive to the net and his ability to bang along the walls. And in the two games he played last year, he wasn't able to show any of that because he just got beaten around in those areas. So I think once he adds some strength, he'll make another really good middle six center or winger that can add some offense and chip in offensively. Or add some offense. Chip in offensively and win battles along the board and be in that front presence on the power play. Um. For me, now, Prospect 5, I have as, I think this one's Ivan Prosvetov. Or, not Ivan. Yeah, Ivan Prosvetov. Goalie of the future, athletic as hell, just needs to get to his game. I mean, that's really all it is with him at this point, is just maturing to be able to play at an NHL level. 
uh, there's really not much I can say about him. So I think I'm just going to move on. So, and just so we're aware, originally on my list I had Connor Timmons. Most people don't have Connor Timmons as a prospect anymore, so I decided to take him off. But if he if he was on this, I would actually slot him ahead of Yan Yannick for what it's worth. You got so a graduate of the pool party already, huh? What's that? What was that, Tyler? He already just got there and he already graduated. I'm proud of him. He made it out of the prospect pool party and he into the dipped, dipped his toes in and decided enough's enough. Yep, he was ready to go. Kids are getting big oh. nowadays. Like I said, if he could be considered a prospect, by I don't know what to make of him. I decided to leave him off. Uh, the reason I decided to leave him off mainly was because Craig Morgan didn't have him on his. That was what made my final call. Okay. Also, go read Craig Morgan's. He knows more about this than I do. And his is not his thinking. His is what he the team thinks for the most part. So I would definitely read Craig Morgan's list on this. But I digress back to it. Number six. Matthias Michelli. I am at number six, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. You are. Okay, so Matthias Michelli. A w- that looks like a strong two-way winger in the future. Good offensive game, good skating, just a good, well-rounded player that's going to do a little bit of everything at the next level. Uh, again, I don't see a top line in this future, so we'll call him another middle six player. Which, I mean, I know I'm saying a lot of middle six players here, but that's a good thing. You need those types to win. And not everyone's going to live up to their potential, so the more you have of those, the better. And all of our top line players are going to come with these picks we have over the next couple of years. And Austin Matthews. Just saying. Uh, but yeah, Matthias Michelli is a guy who I am extraordinarily excited to see how he progresses to the North American ranks. Now I have another tier break here, and I would go for number seven, Josh Doan. Josh Doan. Homegrown, baby. Highly skilled with a little bit of edge to his game. It's not his game. Don't come in here expecting him to play like his dad. He's not going to be the guy throwing people around. He's not going to be the guy. He'll bite in the corners, but that's not going to be his strength. His strength is he's got great hands and a decent, a really good shot. Um, I have a feeling he's going to be the type of guy you see tipping a lot of shots in the slot. I think that's going to be a really strong part of his game. Um, but again. Another guy we get to watch locally this year at ASU. Extremely excited to see how he is. Oh, yeah, me too. Love ASU hockey, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. Number eight, I have Ilya Fedotov. A guy I just think was probably our most controversial pick. Not the cat's pajamas. Um... But he's 
a definite boom or bust. He's a high reward, high risk pick. And with the amount of picks we have, I'd rather take a few high high reward, high risk picks than a safe pick who doesn't have a high ceiling. Ilya Fedotov has the skill to play on a top line if he hits to his max. Keep in mind, that is a very low chance of happening. More than likely, he'll be another middle six player. I actually think he's a guy who is extraordinarily strong with a puck on his stick. He has great vision, but he isn't the most willing of playmakers. Has a good shot, great hands, and creates his own offensively pretty well, especially on the rush. To me, that sounds a lot like what Phil Kessel is today. Russian Phil Kessel. That type of player who will be a third-line specialist, uh, or third-line offensive specialist, where he can play with two guys like a Mannix Landry and a Lawson Krauss, who are out there to defend, win the puck battles, and, def- well, yeah, defend and win the puck battles. That's what they're out there for, and Fedotov can score on his own. He can carry that line's offensive production, like Kessel did for Pittsburgh. I could see, I could see that very well playing out that way with him. Um, number nine, I have JJ Moser. Just he's an overager, one of the oldest players at this year's prospect camp. But apparently he had a really good camp, and he scored on a breakaway at the at the uh, game. It's just he's a strong two way defender that will look great in Tucson, I think, next year. And I wouldn't be surprised to see to see him on the Coyotes not this year, but the year after. I, again, there's really not much to say outside of the fact he's a strong two way game. So then here. You have the last player I'm going to list in the tier break. All righty. Let's hear it. There's several players I've argued with putting here. I could see you put Ben McCartney here, and I think that's actually the name I gave to um, Haynes here was Ben McCartney. He had a hell of a run last year when he got called up to Tucson and plays a good power forward type game. And those are the type of prospects I tend to, as you can probably tell, I tend to veer towards those. I like those kinds of prospects. There's a couple other guys you could easily slot in here, but Liam Kirk. All all this kid has done everywhere is succeed and exceed expectations. He hasn't found an obstacle he can't climb yet. He hasn't found he has the fight. He has the personality. He has everything it's going to take to make the next level. I'm not going to bet against this kid, and as a result, I'm going to put him firmly here at 10. And that's where I'm going to leave off. I mean, like I said, I have the honorable mentions of Ben McCartney and Mannix Landry. There's a few others we could list, but I'd go all night, so... But yeah, that's my list. Dylan Gunther. Then we could have a, uh, a live show 
where we have a prospect pool party discussion debate thing. Maybe that could be something we can do in the future. I want to do a live show eventually. Eventually, we'll knock that out somehow. But Yeah, I know our draft one didn't go over as well. We didn't get a lot of people in until halfway through the draft. But um, we have a lot more exposure now. So maybe yeah. so we can maybe. work something out. Maybe the first game of the season, we can maybe try and plan something. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see how it goes. But we've definitely, live shows is something we've wanted to do in the past. And we want to do in the future. So keep let us on. know if you're interested. Let us know. I'd like to know for sure. Yeah. Key, uh, hit us up on our pod. That's chirp at chirpin yotes pod on Twitter. C H I R P I N Y O T E S P O D. We also, uh, we also game. So we maybe want to do some kind of Twitch thing or we're trying to figure stuff out to kind of make this a uh fun thing for everyone so stay tuned on that start of season two so we're hoping to uh build up our empire here so haynes do you have any uh oh sorry granny you have a closing thing hey, go ahead sorry you good go ahead well, let me bring that up real quick we brought we sent out a poll we sent out we do a- try and do a weekly polls right we're trying to do a weekly polls and uh you guys vote and we'll add it to our list of topics here no, this wasn't so, that. We didn't nope. do that this because we had too much to talk about. It was True. either that or do the prospect pool party, essentially. So we decided just to do the prospect pool party, and we'll pick this again up for next week. This Sounds but good to we're me. also going to have polls where I'll just ask a random question, and we kind of go over our what our viewers or listeners think. So the poll question I sent out this week was, what prospect are you hoping makes the team this season for the Coyotes? Barrett Hayton, right. Yan Yannick, Victor Soderstrom, or let them play in the AHL? Um, let them play in the AHL won by, it looks like, two votes. Victor Soderstrom and Barrett Hayton tied at second, and Yan Yannick came up, well, last. So... You guys have any thoughts on this? Anything you want to talk about with it, or should we just move on? I just say it's pretty cool. I think we're all just kind of ready to embrace the rebuild for the most part. At least our audience is uh, in the Twitter sphere. So yeah, I think it's it's. I was surprised at that. Maybe Barrett Hayden would have won that one, but yeah, still pretty cool. Uh, Haynes, you got anything before we get into my question of the week? I don't have anything to add there. I think you know. I, I too was a little surprised by uh, what is called by the. Uh, over around over uh the uh overall finish and the results back there on the uh, poll question. So you know, I, I I was surprised to see a lot of people thought you know let them play in the AHL. I think you're definitely probably going to at least see Sirstrom, if not definitely Barrett Hayden start the season in the AHL. But I I was surprised to see uh everybody end up voting you know and let them play in the AHL end up winning it out. But you know. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a long season, but you know we gotta have to hold in and just be along for the ride. Yes, sir. It's it's gonna be a bumpy ride, but like I said, with the covering of ASU, the Kachinas, and some other things, I'm looking forward to this podcast this year. But to top it all off, my question of the week. Uh, it's based on the show Ted Lasso, which is a great show. If you have not seen that, genuinely check that out. Even if you don't like European football. Uh, now call it European football, not soccer. Um, it's fantastic. It is absolutely, I, I mean, worth the subscription for sure. But my question is, boys, 
So in Ted Lasso, he is a college football coach that is going to coach an EPL team, English Premier League team. So my question to you is, what non-hockey coach would you want to coach the Coyotes or just maybe the NHL in general, if you guys got a choice? Um, Grandy, you ready? Yeah, so when I hear this question, what I think is throw strategy out the window. A great strategic coach is not going to succeed in this role. What you're going to want is you're going to want a coach that can bring everyone together, get them to win as a team, and kind of be the motivating force behind them. I think we in Arizona saw the perfect example of this this season in Monty Williams. I think Monty Williams could, if not excel in every sport, at least be a coach in every sport simply due to his motivating factor and the amount he would inspire his players to play. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Monty Williams. That is an absolutely solid choice and one I really considered. Uh, he's one of my favorite coaches already. I'm not the hugest basketball fan, but just hearing his speeches, I mean, are absolutely, I would, if he told me to run off a cliff with that kind of motivating speech, I'd probably do it. Great speaker, great coach, absolutely solid. Haynes, you got your pick? You want me to go first? No, I got my pick. Um, All right, sir, go ahead. I, you know, I'm going, I'm going a little bit different route. Um, I watch a lot of college football, so if I had to pick someone, I'd probably come down to a tie between either Nick Saban or Ed Ogeron from LSU. I think both guys, honestly, uh, Saban might not be the best. He's a very st- strategic guy and, you know, all that. So, you know, he's very strategic. He, he you know, kind of has a game plan every game. I mean, which is the case for most coaches. But I honestly rather see Ed Ogeron personally. I feel like he, uh, you know, he's not afraid to run his mouth. I've seen him do it. You know, he's he's a funny guy. He's a nice guy. He really cares about his team and, you know, really cares about putting the best people forward and all that. So I, I generally would love to see a guy like maybe like Ed Ogeron, maybe like make the wild switch from like football to hockey. I think it'd be pretty cool to see him like talk about the Coyotes and that Creole accent of his. And, you know, I, I think it'd be interesting to see him in, in a hockey role. That's a pretty good choice. It's just like Ted Lasso. You, you took the, you definitely got the assignment. Uh, so for mine, uh, man, anytime I get to talk about, uh chelsea fc i gotta say uh, thomas tuchel uh, i'm a huge fan of his when he took over uh for the team table from the great great frank lampard uh he took us from place nine to the champions of europe that's uh just fantastic the guy really when he makes a mistake he doesn't get mad at the player he, he takes it on him he's he's fair he really does try and he tries to Use what he has. Big fan. Um, he also speaks four languages, which I just think is really cool. Uh, he is a German national, but he also knows English, French, and Italian. So that's just really cool. Really uh, cool, great tactician, too. And I think that would come in handy. I think he would be the one to kind of learn the game and build a master, even though he has never really probably touched hockey. I think uh, it'd be pretty good. So uh, Chase is going to give us his pick here. He's unfortunately stuck uh, typing. Uh, his stuff is just... Uh, you know, messing up tonight. Our virtual studio is great, but sometimes it uh, doesn't always work out. So we're just waiting for him to give us on that. But if yeah. you guys haven't, like I said, 
What's that? Tonight's been a tonight's been a rough one for that, and I'm sure it's showed in the pod. And I'm we're I know I had my issues on my end, so I'm sorry for that. Um, yeah, it was it was a rough one tonight, but we got through it, and we'll deliver our usual high quality and fun to listen to. Oh yeah, it'll it'll be fine. We'll figure it all out. Um, get it all edited. Hopefully, it doesn't sound too choppy. Uh, future me. Uh, I'm sure he's figured it out and gotten it sounding pretty good. But, uh, boys, what do you think of my pick? Any any thoughts on it? You guys probably don't know uh, much about you know, Thomas Duchel, but any other picks? What's the second runner while we're waiting for that? If you guys can pick one. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick? Okay. Pretty yeah, solid. I give you one. I, I'd have to go Greg Popovich. He's a great strategic Maybe coach, too. Don't get me wrong, but he's also fantastic at the same things Monty's at. Monty's from the Greg Popovich tree, so it makes perfect sense. He was an assistant coach, right? Or no? Yeah, Monty was an assistant coach under Popovich, so he comes from that tree. That's cool. And it looks like Chase said Monty Williams as well. I'm sure for similar reasons. I'm going to go ahead and assume unless he has something. But... With that, boys, is there any closing remarks that we got? No. Uh, just the usual. Thank you all for listening. Like I said before, sorry about the relatively rough podcast we had tonight. Uh, just uh, issues all around. <laughs> Part of the issues with being in a virtual room. But Tyler's going to do his best to iron those out and deliver, like I said, that. As high of a quality podcast as we can. But no matter what, we're always fun to listen to. So you got that. But sure. thank you all for listening. Thank you all for subscribing. Make sure you give this podcast a rate. Please rate us five stars. And if you're kind enough to leave us a review, beam, do that. It really does help the podcast grow. So uh, that's about all I have. What about you, Haynes? I um no, I don't really have much to add on there. You know, everybody, uh, if you're if you're available next Wednesday, check out episode one of the uh, Howlers and Growlers on YouTube. Other than that, uh, I appreciate getting to come on here and talk hockey with y'all every Tuesday. I know today's a Thursday, but you know, usually it's a Tuesday. I get, I just appreciate getting to come here and talk hockey with y'all every week, and I'm appreciative of all of our listeners out there that are listening in, and you know, uh, we strive to bring you all the best and we hope that we can do that again this weekend or next weekend but it was a fun night as usual a little couple snags but you know always a fun night as usual getting to talk hockey with you guys absolutely and uh, like i said the start of season two we look forward to all kinds of content this year we have all kinds of plans we're hoping to get those all ironed out and uh, on behalf of chase i mean man he unfortunately uh timed out in the middle of this podcast he also probably gives good words and like uh, Granny said perfectly, I was just going to say that. Please do give us a rate uh, and a review if you can. Um, and also, thank you all for listening. Uh, it's been crazy that uh, the numbers we're getting. Uh, it's been great. We, we all appreciate it, truly. And with that, I will have to say we will see you guys next week with another round of the Chirpin' Yotes. Have a good day. <laughs>